This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hey, Mention It All listeners, Dylan here, and I have got a little something special for you today. My good friends Lex Nico and Samantha Bush invited me on their podcast, Crown Jewels, which is the elite podcast for the royally obsessed. I stopped by Crown Jewels to talk about all of the bombshells from Prince Harry's new tell-all memoir, Spare, and we really got into it. There was certainly a lot to break down. So enjoy listening to that, and if you want to hear the full episode, be sure to go check it out on the Crown Jewels feed, and subscribe because they've got lots of episodes coming out about lots of different royal topics that you won't want to miss. On this episode of Crown Jewels, Prince Harry's tell-all is finally here, and we're covering the biggest revelations. From Willie's knockdown brawl to Harold's frosty todger, no jewels go unturned. And what does Harry have to say about King Charles's comments on his parentage? We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And today we have a very special episode. We are going to be talking about a lot of the headlines that have come out surrounding the leaked book, (laughs) Spare, by Prince Harry. And to help us kind of go through all the major headlines, we have Dylan Hafer of the Mention It All podcast, a Bravo bestie. What's up, Dylan? Hi, I'm excited to be here on Crown Jewels. I've been absorbing all the headlines, all the little tidbits, and wow, there's a lot. There's a lot. We needed to bring in a heavy hitter to help us sort of work through all of these headlines because there's so much here, you guys. Mm-hmm. I truly like couldn't even keep up over the weekend with everything that was coming out. My head was spinning. I was so overwhelmed. There was so much coming at us. Some was like really heavy, really dark some was a little spooky ooky and some was just like I thought really funny and a little shady (laughs) so I can't wait to get into it the funny thing about a book like this is that anytime a celebrity writes a memoir there's always going to be you know some juicy things that they're spilling the tea Mm -hmm. on and then some kind of anecdotes that are funny or interesting or whatever but the way that people cover the royal family It's like every single one of these little, some insignificant details is going to get turned into something that is supposed to sound scandalous. And so it's like Harry could tell a story about, you know, one time Megan and I had a cute date night or whatever. And then like the mirror or the sun or whoever is going to find a way to be like, Harry says that the the (laughs) date night was the the worst time ever in his life. And it's like... uh, Okay, you don't have to do that for every page of the book. Oh, but they're doing it for every page of the book. Every page. Let's get into some of these royal subjects for our royal subjects with tea and crumpets. But like off the top, 
Did you see the post on page six about Megan and Kate and borrowing the lip gloss and they had the giant picture, picture of the of lip the gloss <laughs> Photoshop? I'm yeah. like, that's when you know it's out of control. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that feels like such a stretch. And of course, when you actually click on the article where it has the excerpt from the book, mm-hmm. it's really not that juicy, but it's such a good headline. I saw one today that was about Megan and Harry's like raunchy sex that they had after. Yeah. Okay. The excerpt was like, we went to the Soho house. And we put do not disturb on our door. I was like, okay, really raunchy. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Right before we came on, I did my little um, page six check. And the <laughs> one of the headlines that comes up is, Judge Judy slammed Prince Harry as, quote, selfish and, quote, spoiled after the bombshell claims he made against the, the <laughs> It's like, Judge Judy just happened to be on Good Morning Britain today and is, like, talking about how he's, like, an ungrateful little grandchild. And it's like, why is Judge Judy expected to weigh in on this? Like, please. Everyone's <laughs> just, talking about everyone's it. Everyone's talking about it. Full scope opinions over here. <laughs> I mean, so I want to get into it. My one of my favorite headlines of of them all was that Harry called Will Willie's balding alarming. Um, I couldn't help but laugh, but it says this is when he went to Prince Philip's funeral. Mm-hmm. So this was like after everything that came out. And he says, I looked at Willie, really looked at him, perhaps for the first time since we were little, taking in every detail, his familiar scowl, which has always been the norm in his dealings with me. He adds, his brother's baldness was alarming and more advanced than mine. I mean, at least he acknowledged that he's balding. Sure, fair. But like, this is so petty. (laughs) So petty. He's a petty king. Yeah, it's it's tough because I feel like the way people look at this family, it's like everything is always going to be picked apart. And I think sometimes unfairly. But this is one of those things where it's like, you knew what you were doing when you said that his baldness was alarming. Oh, my gosh. And more advanced than mine. Like, again, it's just I'm, I'm very curious. I think what I'm the most curious about in reading these headlines and actually getting the book is like. Where in the context of the book as a whole does this come up? Like, what is this doing for the memoir of Harold's life? Like, to highlight this. I'm very curious about that because it feels so unnecessary to me. And It like, feels unnecessary, but I also, it makes me wonder, like, how much detail he's going to give on every aspect of his life. Like, if he's mm-hmm. giving this, like, level of detail about his brother's balding and his... I kind of am wondering, like, what are we going to get into? My friend got the book. Um, she ordered it, and it came on her Kindle today. So she started reading it. And there was a – he quotes, like, Brainiac – or Brainyquote.com, like, in the book. Like, this man's biography tell-all is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's talking about Brainy Quote in but, the like, book. I just don't – again – Here's the thing of where I'm coming from with Harry, because, you know, I like I show up for Harry and Meghan when I need to. I will, you know, give an opinion on them when it's also necessary. But in this instance, it's just like I, I need to understand what this is doing for you from like a therapeutic sense. Like, what is the purpose of a lot of these stories? Or is it simply just to sell copies of books and to be a little salacious, which is also fine. But it's like, this is my constant struggle with them is like, 
They want to be taken so seriously. And then you talk about Willie's balding and your frostbitten penis. Like, I can't oh keep God. up. What do you want? Frostbitten. Yeah. It's tough because the things that they've done publicly up until this point, like the Netflix show, the Oprah interview, those kind of select media things that they've done kind of tell all type of moments, it still fits within a really specific format of, mm -hmm. you know, on the Netflix show, they talked a lot about their kind of relationship with each other and how they met and the press and the Royal Rota and that stuff. And the 60 Minutes interview or the Oprah thing was its own thing. But when you have a 400 page book that's you just telling the stories, I feel like it's probably easy to sort of lose the thread a little bit of what is the reason I'm doing this? Why do I need to get all this stuff off my chest mm -hmm. and to fill some of those 400 pages with some things that maybe you think are funny or you think are like, a, you know, a relatable or approachable or kind of giving some color to your public persona. But obviously with the way that people feel strongly about Harry, some of the stories might not come off the way that he thinks they will. So I'm not like, I'm not a hater or anything, but mm -hmm. there are some of these excerpts that I've seen where it's like, yeah, what is the, what was the what reason? What was the reason? <laughs> yeah. 400 pages is a lot of is a lot of room and you can accomplish a lot, but you can also do a lot of damage in 400 mm -hmm. pages if you don't quite have your finger on how stuff is going to be received. My thing, obviously, to kind of just go off of what you were saying is that he's constantly trying to make his family realize things and like they're just not capable of that. These people, right. they're just not, they're, they are not going to respond to this book well. They're not going to pick up on any nuance of it. They're not going to find it funny. The, these people, I mean, if, if Kate was mad that Megan wouldn't let Charlotte get a whole new dress made like the day before the wedding, I mean, she's not going to love the book. No. And it's like he keeps trying to make his family into something that they're not. And it's like he just needs to sit with that and accept that. That's such a good point. And like, I get again from his POV, I get it. He's like, I've tried to talk to them public or privately and they haven't listened. So this is sort of like now my avenue. But still, it's like, is this really the best way? And also like this poor ghostwriter. <laughs> oh, my God. Fighting for their lives in the trenches. Oh, right. my gosh. <laughs> like you could see getting to a point where it's like, OK, I've talked. To, I've tried to talk to them. I'm not getting through. That's really frustrating. And so from there, you could either decide to let it go and talk about it in therapy and be like, this is what it is. I'm never going to get yeah. what I want from them. Or you can write the book about it. And I, you know, I don't think writing the book about it is wrong, but it's just a very public choice. And like you were saying, Sam, like, that's just not the way that this family does Operate. things or has yeah. ever done things or is ever probably going to do things. So there's never going to be that kind of equal and opposite reaction and so, yeah, I mean, I was, some of the articles I was reading, they're like, so far, Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace haven't responded to any of these claims. And it's like, yeah, they're not gonna. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. No. And yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to see how Harry is ever really going to get any satisfaction. I mean, maybe he gets satisfaction just from it being out there, but he's not going to get that kind of response. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I mean, the next tea and crumpet is, I mean, it has to do with Willie again. Apparently, this guy, this guy called Megan rude and abrasive and Harry in quotes said it all happened so fast so very fast he grabbed me by the collar ripping my necklace we'll we'll talk about the necklace later (laughs) and he knocked me to the floor I landed on the dog's bowl which cracked under my back the pieces cutting into me I lay there for a moment dazed then got to my feet and told him to get out so this was when they all had their meeting Megan was sent back on the plane if I'm remembering this all correctly mm-hmm. in order, apparently Big Willie got violent. <laughs> and I just, again, have to say, I don't think telling, you know, the world that the future king of England assaulted his brother is going to get you back in with the family. Right. It's just not. It's not at all. And then, like, he took it even further. I remember this was one of the first articles that I read. And he's like, like, basically it was saying, don't tell Meg about this. And then... Harry's like that you assaulted me and he's like I didn't assault you Harold and I'm like this is like you're saying it's like the ball is in their court and it's like you really haven't left the ball is deflated in their court is what's happening here in my opinion like how do you expect them to reconcile with you after sharing all of this like Dylan do you do you have thoughts or do you have siblings like I'm also curious again I'm an only child so maybe this is a normal thing people do (laughs) I have a sister and like now our relationship is very chill like I mean Mm -hmm. we fought when we were little kids but I the details in this anecdote the necklace breaking the the dog dog crunching under his back and cutting in I'm like I like describe the necklace I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking like a string of pearls and then the the pearls just like (laughs) scatter around the room I mean it's probably like a, a like petite gold chain if we're being for sure realistic but it, it is just kind of like I don't see why Harry, I don't see any reason for Harry to lie or make up these Mm -hmm. stories. But at the same time, like this is the same thing that we've been talking about is like, it's just going out into the ether and people are going to react to it, but there's never going to be any kind of response or, you know. 
I yeah, mean, like is real change point. going to actually result from all of this? Because again, for, we're thinking about what is his motivation for sharing these stories? And is it like, he wants to rip the lid off of the institution and expose all of their like, you know, dirty little secrets. Sure, let's make that argument. But like, for what outcome? It's not going to change the British British mm-hmm. media. It's not going to change how that family operates. It's just going to continue to keep you out of the equation. I would understand it maybe a little bit more why they're doing all of this. And I mean, I was like a champion for Meghan and Harry during that mm-hmm. documentary. I was writing, I was following them into battle. I was doing anything. But then, you know, the interviews, I mean, he's talking to Michael Strahan, no shade to him, but... It, it, it's, you know, it's a lot. I feel like I would feel differently if he was saying, I am going to denounce my title. I do not want to reconcile with them. I'm putting my story out there because I wouldn't feel the need. Like, I finally want to speak up. But he's not. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my title. He told Anderson Cooper, what would that really do if I denounced, you know, the Duke title? Um I'm just like, you're not going to reconcile, babe. It's that ship has <laughs> sailed. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like before the Netflix documentary, it felt a little bit more like, OK, they're just kind of doing their own thing, mm-hmm. giving it some space. Who knows what will happen a few years down the line. But starting a little bit with the Netflix documentary and then really a lot with the book, it does feel like there's no they're past the point of no return. And if that's on purpose, that's fine. If they don't want to reconcile with the family, if they don't ever want to do that, they don't need to ever do that. But it it does feel like Harry's never going to say, I wrote this book because I wanted a fat check and I knew that people yeah. like to like gossip. Like that's not ever going to be right. the story. So it's like, what is the what's the purpose? Yeah, I mean, we're never going to, we're never, this is going to be the question that will keep the three of us awake at night, because I don't think we're ever going to answer this question. But it's true, even what you were saying about him saying, why would I renounce my title? And it's like, guys, you want to have it both ways. And I think that's what makes them so difficult to like, Mm -hmm. appreciate or accept is it's like, they want to have it both ways. And they feel justified. And that's, I think, where people get into the commentary of them being bratty or childish or immature because it is it is a little bit childish the way that they sort of like engage in this push and pull of, mm-hmm. you know, their feelings about the royal family and how they were treated. So it's, it's interesting. And let's get into a story regarding Meghan and Kate because... First of all, you notice Megan has been crickets around all of this press. Silence. <laughs> she has been silenced. Megan is like, nothing good could possibly no. <laughs> come from me opening my mouth right now. I'm not even on social media and I'm not going to make any effort to be in public. Correct. No. Not one word. A smart move on her part. Very smart move. And so in the book, Harry says that there was a discussion about the timing of the wedding rehearsal and the flower girl dresses. And Kate was very upset, a source told the Daily Mail. Megan said that Kate must have baby brain because of her hormones. And this was while Kate was pregnant with Prince Louis at the time. And it caused a huge row between Megan. And she was told that she wasn't close enough to her sister-in-law to discuss her hormones. And that wasn't the way people spoke to each other within the royal family. I'm sorry. Get the fuck over yourself. It's really not that serious. I'm sorry. I've never been pregnant. I've never... I don't have a child. But... 
this is like you're going to be your sister-in-law mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like, she's just simply being like, maybe you have baby brain. Like, maybe, like, something's going on. Like, I don't think Megan ever, like, meant it, like, that horribly. But also, I mean, I try to go back and remember what was going on at that time. And, like, Megan was starting to get eaten the fuck up in the press. Like, mm-hmm. she, a lot of stuff played into all of this. And um, I think Kate is just... I'm not Team Kate. For mm. sure. Really? Well, no. to think about pre-wedding, this is also the time when stuff was really getting messy with mm. Megan's dad, I would guess. Mm. So there was a lot going on. Obviously, there was just a lot of public pressure in general surrounding mm-hmm. that wedding. The The idea of there being some kind of official wrist slap to Megan where it's like, <clears throat> yeah, actually, so that's not how we speak to each other in this family. <laughs> Um, so you're going to have to go and say you're sorry to your future sister-in-law because you're not actually close enough with her to like make a joke about her hormones. It's, it is, that is one of those moments where it's wild to imagine being in a family like that. Yes. Where it's like, yes. where it's like, oh fuck, like that's how it goes that there, some aide is going to come behind your back and be like, yeah, actually. So that's not how things are done. It's like, shut up. Leave me alone. It's my wedding weekend. Right. I know. It's like so mental to think about, to your point, like to that degree that she was reprimanded Mm -hmm. and basically told like, that's not how we speak to one another. And yes, I get it. This is like, again, you know, remember the whole hug story and Mm -hmm. how like, that's not the way that it's done in England. People aren't affectionate through hugging. Like, I think this is another one of those examples to show that they're cold. Like Wills and Kate are cold. Um, And the institution is cold, but like it's making a comment about baby brain like that is such a generic thing. And also, Mm -hmm. if it's not the way that you do it in the royal family to have like a formal reprimand feels so aggressive to me. So I just like can't even imagine. But again, it it also speaks to the fact like why would Megan feel welcome in that family when like this is what's happening behind the scenes? To your point, on her mm-hmm. wedding weekend. Like, it's right. your fucking day. Mm-hmm. It sure mm. is. <laughs> and you know what? I just can imagine, like, the writers of The Crown just living for this book. They're like, ooh, we're taking quotes now. Yeah. Like, we have quotes. Like, before they were just kind of imagining how things went down. And, of course, you and I, Lex, treat it of like course. a documentary. It's fact. Um, <laughs> but now they have, like, legit quotes. And I, I was thinking about this when Dylan was talking. It's like... I don't think he's lying about any of it. Like, that's the thing. I think he's speaking from a point of view, but I don't think yes. he's, like, making any of it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there are probably certain situations where maybe his, the way he remembers it is different from the way somebody else remembers it, or mm-hmm. a line of dialogue that's in a conversation might not be word for word what the person said. But yeah, like I don't think it would, is really anybody's intention when they sit down to write a book like this that it's like, what can I cook up to make my brother right. sound like the most evil person in the world? It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's your version of what happened. And, um, you know, it would be interesting to hear some other sides of the story. Like we've said, that's not going to happen because yeah. of this family. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I, it is very like... Um, on Housewives when they'll be like you could call me whatever you want but I'm not a liar <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do want to ask you guys a question. Yeah. So Nostradamus predicted that this year... (laughs) Put on that tinfoil cap. Let's do it. (laughs) Is this the conspiracy theory portion of the show? I'm new here. This comes up quite a a bit. Yeah, this is a segment. This is our new segment. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't realize how random that would sound. But he said that this was the year that the monarchy would fall. And I'm curious if, like, you believe that. Because, like, the coronation is allegedly coming. Prince Harry's burning it the fuck down. He also hopes he gets to be invited. <laughs> like, this is just crazy. Chaos. Crazy. I mean, I can answer. And this is, remember, coming from a person who thinks that Meghan and Harry are now in the Illuminati <laughs> with Tyler Perry. Right. Beyonce. <laughs> but um, I think... That it is all relative. I think if you were to look at it and like you could make the argument that through this book and through this docuseries and everything that like the monarchy is already crumbling. Right. But do we think it's going to like completely dissipate or disappear? No, I think that I think Charles will fight tooth and nail to keep his reign. Right. Like there's there's layers to it. And I think maybe that kind of really polished facade of like this is how things are done has never been quite blown open in this way but at the same time it's like is an angry mob gonna burn down buckingham palace like no so (laughs) i think i don't know i think it'll be interesting maybe in a few years if we're all still here to look (laughs) back and be like how has the cultural perception of the monarchy shifted because even looking now at like when diana died like that was this whole kind of crisis moment for the royal family and it was so unpopular that they weren't saying any those types of moments um you know i think the the public perception definitely shifts and changes and maybe this is kind of a a turning point but it's it's hard to see when you're inside of it 
mm-hmm. as, as if I'm inside of it. I'm like, <laughs> this, oh, we're this inside. Aff- your this affects in my line life. for the throne. <laughs> this affects my life not at all. But boy, am I interested. <laughs> but boy, am I hooked. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Sam? <sighs> Since I brought it up, I do have thoughts. Um, I just think maybe they'll cut back on their duties maybe the commonwealth will you know no longer be i just think a big change is coming besides king charles you know and his coronation but i don't know maybe nostradamus is a liar how much stuff that nostradamus has predicted has come true this is so off topic but now i'm like (laughs) so invested i know i wonder that's a oh deep my God. dive for another yeah, day. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, while I, I deep dive that, I did want to bring up one headline that came out of the Anderson Cooper meeting, specifically for our resident bowler, Samantha Bush, um, where Prince Harry talked about- I'm having his, a tough time this yeah, week. Yeah, his stepmother, Camilla, was a villain while his parents were married, and that she actually traded stories oh. with the British press to gain popularity and positive sentiment in the media from the public. What do we think about that? When you said bowler, I literally was thinking, Sam, you were in like a bowling league or something. (laughs) Like you went to the bowling alley with your shoes and your shirt. Um, (laughs) I personally really enjoyed the headline about um, Camilla turning Harry's bedroom into like overflow Mm -hmm. closet space the second he left the house. I'm like, that is iconic. Like, I have no problem with that at all. No problem with that. It's a bonus room. Every parent does that. Yeah, sorry. It's like your room is a gym now. Goodbye. (laughs) If you've never come home from college and had like a gift wrapping station, a sewing machine, some storage units in your Mm -hmm. bedroom, like. that's luxury. Good. Exactly. Proud, proud for you. But I, I mean, Camilla is an interesting one because I'm like, I've never had an issue with her in the way that so many people just do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I wouldn't be like so, so shocked if she's done some shady under the table press dealing type of shit. I mean, like Diana recorded a whole book on tape before she decided like it's not like they weren't doing shit like that in the 90s exactly exactly 100% agree with that it's like even this entire memoir is not that out of left field right I agree and you know I'm having a hard time this week and it's only Tuesday (laughs) um with this news of Camilla um because it's tough seeing my girl get get this kind of press um (laughs) But he also said that he doesn't hate her. And this is like what's really interesting to me about this memoir is like he says all of this stuff and then he's like, like he'll say all of this stuff about his family and then be like, but I don't think they're racist. Right. Or I'm he's like, like, excuse me. Oh, my God. Lex. But I love William. I love William. Right. He did all of this shit to me, but I love him. It's like, bro, you can't have it both ways. It's confusing. And you know what's really confusing is I saw a headline um, just this morning, actually, about him talking about Susan Hussey, the woman who said all of those racist remarks. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, basically, Megan and I love her. And I'm glad that she was given that opportunity. Oh, gosh. <sighs> like, Harry. Is maybe. she the one that is she the one that wore the brooch? No, that's no. another one. Oh, right. There's more of them. OK, there's more of them. <laughs> There's more You're of like, the White Walkers. The, the one that w- did the racist thing. It's like, well, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's tough because, like, it is your family. It's where you grew up. It's your still your original home. I understand 
I understand the the temptation to be like, I'm airing all these grievances. I have all these specific issues, but they're my family. I love them. I want us to all be good. But I, yeah, I think there is kind of a realism that's maybe not clicking that it's like you're ruining the chance of that. And if he want again, if he wants to, that's fine. But that it's like if you you have to choose, you have to choose what you care more about. And if you care more about making up with your brother and your dad, then writing this book probably was a mistake. But again, I don't <laughs> I, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a crazy comparison. Okay. Prince Harry is acting like Kristen Doty. In the sense that on Vanderpump Rules, Kristen went crazy. She like overcorrected to the point of like like trying to make a point so badly that Ariana and Tom hooked up that it made her look insane. Mm-hmm. And I almost think Harry is like teetering on that line a little bit, like where he wants people to see the family for who they are and what they did to him and he wants them to see it too and he wants everyone to like understand but he's almost like looking a little he's looking a little Kristen Doughty yeah I mean there's you know? absolutely like a you're like beating a dead too much. a dead horse you're doing almost. too much and you're getting like past the point and now you're gonna fuck around and find out because mm-hmm. it's just like Again, I and we said this, and I don't know how you felt after watching the docuseries, Dylan, but like after that, I was like, great. I feel like we've wrapped up this conversation yeah. with a perfect little bow. I mm-hmm. have a more positive sentiment about the two of them. But then he comes out with this book and like, again, all of these fast headlines. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I think it's tough to kind of level with yourself the idea that even if you know that you're right about so many things and you know the truth that the world might not ever know the truth the way you do and you just have to kind of be at peace with that because Sam like what you were saying this crusade to get all of the truth and the answers out there maybe people will question the royal family more but also people are going to have a lot more questions about you and you know, just because you are right doesn't necessarily mean that everybody is going to be on your side or believe you or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's tough. And I, I hope that after this, he and Megan can kind of chill for a while just mm-hmm. because they seem in the docuseries, especially like they seem so in love and happy together and they have these beautiful children and this beautiful life in Montecito and the stunning house and the friends and all of this. And it's like, just enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Just, just work, do what you need to do and try to make that enough. Mm -hmm. Correct. And I mean, you have enough money to satisfy your needs for Mm -hmm. enough time. So I don't know, like where they go from here. I think you're totally right. They need to kind of like, chill a little bit and just realize like they have it really fucking good Mm -hmm. (laughs) they do and i i mean there's rumors that megan wants to run for political office so come on i'm just saying i would give it i would give it a a few years at least (laughs) yeah there is just one more headline that i do want to touch on um Mm -hmm. i want to talk about the frost bitten penis sure (sighs) So what about it? It was a little shocking to see this headline. It just says frostbitten penis incident. 
And it says, after a 200-mile Arctic charity walk, Harry says he had to go to William's wedding with a frostbitten todger. So, that's tough. A A frostbitten todger. He wrote, Pa was very interested and sympathetic about the discomfort of my frost-nipped ears and cheeks. While the ears and cheeks were already healing, the todger wasn't. That's tough. This is just, this is exactly what I was talking about before when I'm saying that in a, when you're writing a memoir like this, there are stories that are juicy and there are stories that are just like fun, silly details. Mm -hmm. And this is a story that in most people's memoirs would just be a fun, silly detail. But that Mm -hmm. because this is Prince Harry writing about your frostbitten dick is like, (laughs) Todger. Yes. I mean, I'm glad he's Um, recovered. Right. (laughs) I guess. Um, But it's like, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know what you're, you should know what you're getting yourself into. Like, this isn't just going to be some like cute, fun story. People are going to be like, the prince is talking about his genitals. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Like, that's the thing. Nobody is going to just think, oh my God, what a cute, quirky little sentiment. Like, everyone's going to take that and run with it and be like, bro is talking about his frostbitten dick. Let's talk. Like, what is yeah, that? They're going to go back and rewatch footage from the wedding and be like, is he walking weird? What's the deal? I did think about that. And I, I thought, thought in my mind, like, were his cheeks excessively rosy? I feel like they were. I feel like they were, too. <laughs> like, there are just things where I'm like, damn, what is he doing? But I'm living for it. It's giving us so much to talk about. I mean, I learned a new word. I had never Told heard ya. the term todger before. Yeah, they've <laughs> yeah. got a lot of good slang over there. Real good. They're doing it better than we're doing it over here in North America. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, well, any final thoughts? Dylan, are you planning on reading this book? Do you feel like you have enough with the headlines? Um, I feel like I probably am good for now. I know that you guys are going to read it, and so maybe Mm -hmm. I'll listen to your upcoming episodes for any stray thoughts that you – or spare thoughts, maybe that you uh, spare thoughts. (laughs) You throw in the mix. Um, but you know, there's I've I've read a lot of articles. I've seen a lot. I'm like, feel like with the the book with the book that gets quoted like this, it's like I don't know if I need to. (laughs) We need to head to Barnes and Noble. Well, I ordered it. It's on its way, and I just realized this morning after multiple followers pointed out that I ordered it in large print. So it's going to be about 800 pages long. <laughs> Stop um, it. <laughs> Oopsie. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yours so is going to look like a coffee table book. It's going to be insane. It's going to be like a child's book. It's. But oh, that'll wow. be really good for like highlighting and circling. Yeah. Right. A lot of oh. notes. You know I'm going to be making notes, Sam. You know me in my notes. I can't go a week without them. I know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. And if you are listening and the Crown Jewels feed, make sure you go check out Mention It All, the Bravo Recap Podcast. It's incredible. You'll hear all of Dylan's hot takes, thoughts, opinions. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here. And likewise, if you are listening to this on the Mention It All feed, make sure you go check out Crown Jewels, if, especially if you want to hear the rest of, um, you know, the nonsense from Harry's <laughs> book. Because I'm sure there will be more. Oh, there will be (laughs) much more. more. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, to that special little sneak peek of Crown Jewels. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, don't forget to go check it out on the Crown Jewels feed. And in the meantime, while you're here, don't forget to rate, review, and follow our show, Mention It All, so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram, at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me, at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.